back, and today we're going to be chatting all about, I don't know, what the heck should we talk about? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Let's talk about like being real and being vulnerable and like how marketing, that plays into marketing, how it plays into being your business, how it plays into being a leader, how it plays into everything that comes into your life. So, give them some. We'll be right back. The big question is this, how are leaders like us, who aren't necessarily in a management position, who go out and get our hands dirty, who are ready to answer their calling from God to lead, who are driven to learn and grow, gain the trust and respect of those around us, to actually be heard while not coming across as an authoritative prick? These are the questions, and this is the podcast that will give you the answers. Hi, my name is Dan Greer, and welcome to Leading from the Middle of the Pack. Sweet! So glad you guys are still around. So glad you're sticking out. I want to start off with one thing. Can I ask you guys to do me one quick favor? If you like this podcast, if you share it with somebody else, like that's the best way to get anything out there is to share it. Give yourself a screenshot. Be like, give me a shout out. Tag me in it. You know, at Real Dan Greer. That's like everywhere on every platform you can find me at. Um, and and share it. Share it with like five people. That way, we're all on the same page as to move forward, and we can grow this and explode it. So there's going to be so much valuable content coming to this. So. That's it. That's my only like thing that I want you to do today is just share it. Now, let's jump into that. Let's jump like straight into the topic of this. And today we're going to talk about how being vulnerable as a leader makes just such a huge difference in your life. So uh, the best way to do this is to share an experience that I'm going through right now so that you guys can see it. So we, uh, I got a call yesterday. One of my guys, he's been with me about a year. He calls me. He's like, Dan, I, I, don't, I don't know how to say this, but uh, I'm throwing my two weeks. And I said, well, that sucks. I understand not the end of the world, you know, there's lots of people out there that can go to work and you got to do what's best for you. What are you doing? He's like, well, man, I really don't want to leave. I was like, well, why are you leaving? Right. If you don't want to leave. Why are you leaving? He goes, well, I got to, I got to go get money. I, I got to chase money. I made some bad decisions. I got to get out there and I got to get some money. And it's like, well, okay. I understand that. Where are you going to go? Well, I'm going to go work for this company. They promised me X amount of dollars. And it's like almost double what I make here. And I was like, oh yeah, it is almost double what you make here. Do you think you'll actually make that? Well, yeah, I got, I got to drive seven days a week and I never get to come home except for one day out of every four weeks. So I get to see my kids, you know, one day a month. But other than that, I've, I've got to go make money. I just, I've made bad choices. I can't, I can't, I have to, I have to, I hate to leave, but I've got to go do this. And it's like, well, I understand. I'm not, I'm not going to say don't go. I just got to do what's best for you. You got to do what works best for you. But um, the truth is, is it's like, Art because it puts me as a company between a rock and a hard place. It's like, man, really want somebody awesome. This was going good. It was finally starting to run itself. But now then I've got to pivot and go find a new direction and start from scratch and get, get somebody else trained up and ready to go, which takes a ton of time. But it's not a big deal. And it's and it's not a problem. The truth is, is when I got the call yesterday, it was like just a pit in my stomach hit because things were just finally starting to go smooth and just starting to run itself and we were just getting ready to grow and it's like man what has happened with this right and it's been ultra crazy in my life lately i'll, I'll be like 100 percent honest with you this is the first week i'm recording we got recording this the first full week full seven days i've been home in three and a half months crazy like 
the first full seven and a half days, seven days in three and a half months that I'll be home. Isn't that unreal? And like, and it just starts piling up from there. But I, I got to say that like a lot of people, they don't understand everything that goes on with it. They don't get it. They don't, they don't quite comprehend why it's so important that, that we are vulnerable with people. Um, I, he was vulnerable with me whenever he quit. He shared why he was quitting and what was there. And I was like, man, I wish I could pay you more, but I just can't, I just can't do it. Like it just doesn't happen. And some people don't understand what goes on they think the money that comes into the business should all be theirs because they make that money and they should be able to take all that money home they don't understand all the costs and expenditures that go into owning that business and the risk that goes with that and why you're a business owner and why you start it that's for a whole other podcast though but um the, the truth is is like when you're vulnerable as a leader you're able to connect with people you're able to build that relationship with them you're able to be more on the same page with them and i think that's where a lot of times we, we, we try to show everybody our highlight reel, right? We don't ever show them the truth. We don't ever show them what's really going on. We don't let them behind the curtain. We put this veil up, right? This is what I'm going to show the world. I got to show the world. I'm super excited. I got to show the world that nothing ever goes wrong, that I'm excelling, that I'm killing it. That it's win after win after win after win after win. And if you follow me on social media, follow Mark emails, the devotional that I write, the emails I send out for Eclipsia T, um, it's crazy how the biggest responses that I get are when I'm vulnerable with stuff. I've got people that talk about my pilot journey today, and I wrote that almost six, eight months ago. You know, they bring it up, they're like, man, I read about this. Crazy what you went through to get that, right? And it's like, yeah, it is kind of crazy. It was a year ago now that I started struggling with that problem, like two weeks from now, (laughs) two weeks in the future from now. I'm struggling with other crap that's different, but it's not a big deal. I feel like personally, um, I'll be honest with you, as a leader, if you only, people only ever see that curtain, if they only ever see, that's great, if they only see ever successful Dan, if they only ever see that Superman standing there. Superwoman standing there with their cape on and nothing ever goes wrong and everything's always perfect. They're not going to be able to relate to you in the long run. And, and they might put you up on this pedestal and look at you, but you're not going to have a true relationship and you're not going to truly be able to change their lives. Does that make sense? Like, as you go through some of this stuff, some of the stuff you got to keep in mind is that it's, it's, vulnerability is the key. So I had lunch with a guy yesterday. Great guy. Really like him a lot. We don't agree on everything, but we agree on a lot of stuff. And uh, and after having lunch with him, he he almost kind of put me on this pedestal beforehand, and I kind of took that pedestal off from underneath myself. It seems like at lunch, which is good. I like to be. I don't like to be on pedestals personally. But he was somebody. He's like, man, I, I enjoy hearing what you have to say. You're you're good. You've got a lot going on. I want to be where you're at, right? And it's like, <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> You don't want to be where I am. Trust me. Stay where you are. It's much better than where I am right now. But the the thing was is that you mentioned was that like we were we were talking about he was going through this situation that's going on and how he's got some haters. I've done a podcast on haters and wrote blogs on that. Having haters isn't a bad thing, you know. And I told 
them. I'm like, man, go check this out. I don't hate it. It's actually a good thing. They're jealous of your success. They're jealous of what's going on. And, and I asked him, I was like, what caused the problem? He's like, it's like over a hundred bucks, hundreds of dollars. It wasn't even thousands or tens of thousands of dollars. There's over hundreds of dollars that caused this guy to be pissed off. Go crazy. Go crazy. Create multiple accounts, uh, multiple bad reviews, like slander me personally. It's crazy what he's done. Well, I kind of what you're doing. Like, I get it. I get what you're going through. I've got haters right now. Our life. I talk about God. I talk about like, our family. Right? Crazy to think about having family and haters. But I do. I got, I got family members that like call me and have some issues. What's going on? And I'm just like, whatever. Not close family, they're just family, right? Not all family is blood. I promise you that. Uh, the best family that you have sometimes isn't blood at all. But sometimes blood isn't really family. It's not like my siblings or parents or anything like that. Y'all are listening to um, It doesn't matter. Bowlers listening to whatever the hell you want to do in my life. Um, all you're doing is causing yourself pain and anguish. That's like the point of it. Having this lunch, we're talking about this guy, haters, and I'm like, no. He says, yeah, after so long, it started to act like I'm a pretty confident guy, and after so long, it started to really just bear on me. Like, what he was sitting in the room, it's like, you use this as a learning and teaching experience. Yeah, like, for anybody else other than yourself, like, well, I used it with my team. I said, yeah, but have you used it with anybody else? Why aren't you sharing it with your network? Like, it's here. You're just scared of my And I said, well, that's what I'm scared to share a lot of things. I understand there's a lot of things I don't want to tell the world. There's a lot of things I don't want to tell my wife, but she just knew about them all because I've been about everything, right? So my point is, is like, you got to be vulnerable. You got to be willing to be vulnerable as a leader. You got to be willing to tell them, like, hey, I'm scared to start this new project. Hey, I'm scared to fail. Hey, I'm scared to open this book to this event. Hey, I'm scared. We're going to waste six months of our life chasing this, but not to work. Hey, I'm scared. This isn't going to feel. Hey, I'm scared of this. Hey, this worries me. Right? If all we've ever got is a big positive all we ever have is a super Nobody ever gets to jail or do really well. Number one, help us as a leader to grow. And number two, they can't, they, they can't, really relate to us if they can't relate to us then guess what they can't really follow us and as a leader we're not supposed to drive people. we're supposed to lead we're supposed to lead by example we're supposed to lead them in front of them by showing them what to do by guiding them okay? and that's what leaders do from the middle of the back is we guide them. and i tell you everybody in the world is a leader Period, point blank, in the story. Everybody in the world is It's what you choose to do in your leadership roles as to what defines you as a person. What defines you as a So if you're a leader, let's say within your church, you could choose to lead Sunday school, or choose to lead kids, or choose to lead a small group, or choose to lead a prayer, or choose to lead people outside of the the religion or choose to lead people in prayer outside the church. It's the 
way you act and react and what you choose to do. God gives us all these amazing abilities. We all have it. And I guarantee there's one person right somewhere who's listening to this who says, I don't have it. I don't have it. Never had it. Never been a leader. Never be able to lead. Nobody's ever looked up to me for anything. You're wrong. I'm going to say right here, you're wrong. I don't want to piss you off to hear it, but you're wrong. Guarantee if you look through life, there's somebody somewhere who's looking up to you, what you're doing, what you're willing to do. Now, that kind of leads me to the next part of this podcast. You know what you're talking about. I'm going to take it back. The next part of this podcast is being willing to accept that your mission is greater than what you can currently do. I said this before God doesn't call the qualified, he qualifies the it's a verse, not a religious life, that's the meaning of the person. Right? It comes from the New Testament. But a lot of times, we're as leaders, we're called to do something bigger than we really are. I, I struggled with this the other day. I've been really struggling with something. One of the things I've been struggling with is the CDL test. It's a service that we do. The service I've done for over a decade. Our community needs it. It grows. It helps. It serves our business. It serves the people we serve as a business greater. Right? It's it's generates revenue. It brings in a lot. Not not a lot, but it brings in enough. Right? And it's a great service that we can provide for others in our community, which I love. I love being able to provide that service. And I love being somebody that they lean on and can help them with that. And I've struggled because I know, and I, I didn't know how to say this for a long time, but I'm called to something bigger than CDL testing and training. Personally, my personal calling is bigger. And I didn't know how to express that for a long time. But uh, sometimes, We've just got to really like lean in to what we're called to do. And, and I don't mean that. So, so there's somebody that listened to that. It's just that it's too good for this. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying I'm too good. I, I did training yesterday for something. I loved it. I walked around their warehouses and gave them some advice on how to fix stuff so they wouldn't get OSHA violations, citations, and crap like that if OSHA did a walkthrough on them. And, and it was awesome. It was awesome. Okay? So training is not above, not above. Boots on the ground is not above. I'm not saying training is good for them. I'm saying that my calling is more than training people to get their CDLs. Right, get their get their commercial driver's license. But I struggle with it. I personally struggle to let that let that part of go. It's been a part of me for a decade. Um, it's tough, right? It's, it's tough to see it potentially not there. It's tough to see it there, but you're not going in the direction I want it. So, tough decision. It's just crazy, right? What we go through. It's understanding that if you feel like you're
need to listen to that call. Sometimes you're called to do a bunch of stuff. You're not qualified to do I'm not qualified to build software because we have a software Right? I'm not qualified to be a leader, yet I've got a leading from the middle of the pack podcast that people listen to and love. Anyways, what I'm saying is is that sometimes your calling is bigger than what you expect it to be, and you may not feel qualified to do that calling, but trust me, you will be qualified when the time comes. you got to go through the steps to get there, and it might seem like a lot of times in order to move yourself up, you've got to hit rock bottom before you can really move forward. Tony Robbins moved in his car. Now he owns multiple houses in Rhode Island and Right? Russell Brunson was hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt to the IRS. And now he owns a hundred million dollar million dollar a year company. There's there sometimes you have to get rock bottom in order to work your way up. It feels like rock bottom, but it's really not. There's always that. There's always I just want to, I just want to like wrap this up. It's going to be a pretty quick podcast. Thanks for joining. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable. Don't be afraid to be real. Don't be afraid to know that there's always a route up and that you're qualified. You're qualified by the good Lord to do what he's calling you to do. And, and sometimes your calling is bigger. Sometimes your calling is bigger. I don't want you to like look at that and go, okay. Can't do this. I'm not qualified to do this. Hope you guys enjoyed it.